0: Good afternoon brothers and sisters. How are you today? Good? Okay? Everybody alive? If you're not alive, don't raise your hand. Who is on my left? Who is new here today? Uh, which Which of you have not have you introduced yourself over here? You have introduced before. Okay. How about the rest? All introduced. Okay. Uh, hey, that guy, the gentleman. Have you introduced yourself? Today to the of us to the tell us your name uh, so you know me before yeah what's your name again Ticket Risi huh? yeah, yeah. that's why I thought you look f- familiar Risi <laughs> uh, right Scouts right yeah, yeah right. Ah, okay <laughs> hello so maybe after the teaching Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Wow, oh, how many years? Nineteen eighty-nine. Since we graduated. Uh, yeah, haven't seen you since, uh Yeah. So oh, almost almost thirty years already. Wow. Oh, okay. You know, uh, you know, Ji right? Zifu. Ah. Ah, Ji Hawk uh, who else? Tong uh, Sen. Uh, okay. Uh, good. Okay, on my left, on my right, uh, who is here for the first time and hasn't introduced yourself? You have probably introduced a long time ago. Yeah, so you can introduce again. I it was the Bhutan withdrawal syndrome. Uh, <laughs> a <bit of> <laughs> okay. Uh yourself before. Uh how about the let me see the lady at the corner? Hello everybody, my name is Wendy. This is the second time I'm attacking suitable stock. Uh-huh. How do you get to know about this uh, group cultivation? From your F. Ah okay, okay, I see. And when was the first time? Has to try I see, I see. Welcome, welcome. And the lady after her, yes, after her. Hello, I my friend. Follow your friend. Who is your friend? Ah, okay. I see. Welcome, welcome. And, and the gentleman after her. Welcome, welcome. And then the lady, I think, at the out seat. Introduced before? Introduced before? Uh, okay, the rest are all seasoned parking holder. All right, very good. Welcome, welcome to SGC. Well, clap. <laughs> uh, Where we have a bit of puja and a bit of sitting and then uh, quite a bit of dhamma sharing. Uh, Yes. So yeah, it's been uh, two, is it two weeks already? Two weeks since coming back from Bhutan. Mm. (laughs) The chat is still quite active. (laughs) Ganga. So when we were in Bhutan, we had two lovely uh, guides who are Bhutanese. One of them is named Ganga. Yeah, as in the G- Ganga River. Ganges, We usually in English we, we say Ganges River. Yeah. Uh, Ganga. And the other guide, his name is Karma. Yeah. So that Karma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of uh, funny uh, encounters and incidences. Uh, he's continued to send us uh, lovely pictures to remind us of how lovely Bhutan is and uh, inevitably remind us how lacking Buddhist Singapore is (laughs) hello Uh, yeah so we had this this joke about uh, the participants going to withdrawal. (laughs) yeah but uh, back we are back we are Uh, every year there are many individuals who go to different countries for what we would call pilgrimage Uh, in Buddhism uh, is there such a practice is there such a practice Uh, in the Mahaparinibbana Sutta the Buddha actually mentioned four locations four places to which uh, faithful Buddhists yeah, faithful lay man, laywoman can go and visit. And through through that they may arouse faith and confidence in the in the uh, Buddha Dharma Sangha. And the four locations are uh, the birthplace of the Buddha, uh, which is at Lubbini. Yeah? Uh, the second is uh, the place where the Buddha attained enlightenment. Which is at uh, Bodh Gaya, at Rajgir, and then the third place is where uh, the teachings were first uh, given at Sarnath uh, to the five uh, ascetics, and then the last place is at Kushinaga uh, Kushinaga, uh where the Buddha passed away into parinibbana. Yeah. Uh, these four places is form then known as the Four Holy Sites. Yeah. Today's talk is about aspirations and wishes. Yeah. Uh, so it's somewhat linked to going on pilgrimages. Yeah, because usually on pilgrimages, then uh, a lot of uh, devotees, when they go on pilgrimages, they'll be so inspired and then they'll make all kinds of aspirations. And after they come back, they're like, what did I make? <laughs> yeah. When you go to a faraway place, and then you see uh, buildings, you see marks, you see writings left behind by uh, people who come before us. Yeah? People living in conditions that uh, is unimaginable to us, going through hardships that we can only... Um, we cannot even fathom, yeah, and 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 you have to, and we start to wonder, what drove them to such lengths, yeah. For many people, that's very inspiring, and as a result, uh, we we become inspired to perhaps uh, follow the shadow, yeah, follow the the footsteps of of these uh, great masters and even the holy ones, including the. Uh, and, and ultimately, the Buddha, yeah, who, uh, who who is an example for us. you want to give You are my yeah. It's okay. Let's just let him stay. Yeah. And so then individually uh, uh, sometimes individuals would uh, make aspirations and during the trip uh, I also encourage the, the participants to make aspirations yeah. uh, so um, there was one place there was some place there were a few places where the guides actually told us that oh this is a very holy place and in this place, uh, it is very special, so special, in fact. I don't know whether Bhutan will come after me. <laughs> in fact, in a few of the shrine halls, the the statues were reputed to have spoken. The statue actually spoke. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really quite notice, but I think a lot of the participants were all uh, dumbfounded, like <gasps> jaw drop. <laughs> the statue actually spoke. Yeah, Until they, perhaps until they, they turned around and saw my expression, my expression was a bit Right. And then I waited for uh, either Ganga or Karma to finish the sharing, then I asked them, like, so, what did the statue say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, un- unfazed and untouched by the fact that the statue actually spoke. Yeah. Because, you see, the two of them yes. don't really know me. I mean, they only know me in this trip. Yeah. If they had known me more, they probably would just skip the talking part. <laughs> yeah. Because, I'm not, I'm not a person who is so easily wowed. Yeah, I'm a very sceptical person. Yeah, but uh, the fact that I just asked uh, what, asked about what was said, was really a very, you know, very toned down uh, response. I didn't even go into questioning like, are you sure it, it spoke? <laughs> yeah, but like, I just assumed that, okay, if you say that it spoke, I'm going to I'm not gonna question that, I'm gonna just go along with that. Yeah. And then ask the next most important question, which is what did it say? Because you see, like imagine if you're if you're at home in the middle of the night, you wanted to go to pee, and then as you walk past the main hall and your living room, and then the quansimpus statue suddenly made a sound. The first important thing you need to to ask is like, wait, come again. If if, if the quite simple image just say hi, <laughs> like okay so, then what what would be your response? Your response would be like, uh, hello, <laughs> and then if if the statue again said, hi, like just imagine if this really happened. okay? Is, is has it happened for anyone? <laughs> no, right? But imagine if it really happens, okay? Imagine at home your Buddha statue or Kwan Pusa statue Which whatsoever actually said hi, maybe not in the middle of the night quite spooky, maybe in a day Yeah. Uh, you finish work you come back home and then you pay respect and then you finish and then hi <laughs> hmm? Now imagine if all it's came on saying is hi Then after a while what will happen a few days later? As you walk past high, you just treat it as those tong, dong tong. <laughs> you know, you just treat it as those sense motion sensor. Yeah? Because if that's all the statue said, then after a while it's just a novelty that wears off. What's more important is what it said. Did it go beyond just a high? You know? Did it give something that can uplift you? Did it say something that can enlighten you? In much the same way, uh, we celebrate yeah, the Buddha's uh, birth, not because it you know was able to speak. Yeah. If it if it just takes seven steps, last week we were talking about that. If it takes seven steps and just say hi, you know. If it said what it said, yeah, the Buddha, the Prince Siddhartha was said to have said that in this world with the, you know, in this world, uh, with this, uh, Mara, Brahma, and so on and so forth, there's no one who is, I equal, yeah, and so on and so forth. Anyone can make such proclamation. Anyone, you can, you can as well. I mean, if you like to, we can go on camera and put on YouTube. But to make good that claim, uh, that's different. To come up and say. In this life I shall conquer death. Anyone can say that. Anyone can say, I'm the awakened one, I'm the Buddha. Anyone can say that. But to make good that claim, ah that's something. Yeah, that's something. And so when when Ganga and Karma told us about the talking statue, I was a bit unversed and I was like, so What did he say? They, they couldn't tell me what they say. In fact he didn't know as well. Because, you see, most people are too impressed with the fact that the statue actually spoke. Gosh, can I touch the statue? Can I just even... (laughs) So I suspect, for all all I care, it probably spoke. And perhaps it actually said some dharma. But everybody was just so impressed with the fact that it actually spoke. Nobody remembered what it said. (laughs) I don't know. But you notice that after that, with subsequent ones, they just say that it spoke and it just went past that. <laughs> yeah. So think, think again. Next, next time when you go to some place, whether Bhutan or otherwise, and then people tell you, oh, this statue spoke," Or in some cases, this statue actually drink milk. <laughs> I'm like, I drink milk all the time, what, what don't you like? <laughs> yeah. Okay, not all the time. Whenever people offer me that, actually. <laughs> yeah. We're very fortunate to be in Singapore because we can laugh about this and not get killed or stoned. Or, you know. And we're very fortunate because this is Buddhism, so you know, no lightning bolt coming down. <laughs> but at some point, at some point, then they mentioned about how because of that, place, those shrine halls were very holy, and so whatever wishes you make is going to come true. Yeah. And again, with many other groups, when they say that, all the participants were probably like, <gasps> like almost knee weak and then you know, melting and then just bowing down. And if, the camera, if there was a camera capturing the event and it pan over, And then the moment he finished saying, you know what I said? I said, I wish that Ganga will become a monk. (laughs) (laughs) And then strangely enough, at the next one, Kama was supposed to share, and he, 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 with a flat face, you know, with a straight face, he actually said the same thing. And I said the same thing again. (laughs) I wish that Kama will become a monk. And all of them jokes go like, yeah, because anyone, anytime, anyone make a very bold claim, you know, it, it you need a lot of you need very strong supporting uh, evidence or <laughs> something really strong to back it up. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, they make the claim that you know whatever wish you make will come true. So I just made a wish. Kama just sent a message and I just told him that you <laughs> wish he becomes a monk. <laughs> uh, I, for a while, I thought Krishna is telling me that Kama just text that he has become a monk. <laughs> 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 then we should all fly back to, to that shrine hall. <laughs> yeah, I remember the one that I made this was uh, it was the one where we go on the way up and the shrine hall was super cold. And then we came back down and then we took a group photo. But before we took the group photo, then Karma made that statement. I was like, I wish this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see what's happening here? You see, uh, the diff- when he said that you can make a wish here and it will come true. And I just randomly make a wish and I do not have to make input, it doesn't have, even have to involve me, number one, at all. The result is not even about me. And the process is, doesn't involve me at all. It's like how, you know, in those beauty pageants, nothing against women, but so far beauty pageants tend to be women. It is so racist, you know. No, 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 not so sexist. So sexist, yeah? What can we have beauty pageant with guys? Oh, there? Man, man hunt. Man, you see, it's called manhunt. <laughs> it's not a beauty pageant, it's a manhunt. You're hunting for a man. <laughs> yeah. They should call it, I don't know, like what? I don't know. But you know, usually in those, then they'll ask, like, ah, what do you wish for? Oh, I wish that ah, there'll be world peace. Yeah. Anyone can we wish that. You know, we can we- we wish that every day. Yeah, but she's she don't have to naturally carry it out and that's the thing about wishes yeah. I can wish that Ganga become a monk and then he's put into the conundrum yeah but who is supposed to make the wish happen Yeah, I'm sure all of you have made wishes at some well some water fountain you know yeah under some tree in the in the in Mahabodhi Temple in Rishikesh, uh, there, there's that Mahabodhi Temple itself, and then the, temp, the the Bodhi tree next to it, and there's one more which is further apart. Uh, there are so many Indian rupee, US dollars, and Singh dollar, and Thai Thai baht, and uh, currencies of all kinds. Uh, you could set up an exchange over there. <laughs> People will throw all kinds of currencies in, and then make a wish. some of them maybe make an aspiration yeah, so vows aspirations and wishes what's the difference yeah, the key difference key difference is that uh, wishes wishes do, does not require us to be involved yeah. whereas for aspirations you are directly responsible not just involved but responsible for making it happen an aspiration is an indication of your uh, your end goal yeah. it's like writing out a plan you know the four step the first stage vision, envisioning and planning and then second step development third step deployment or execution third last step review making an aspiration is like the first step of course there are those who say like oh but consultants just do the planning and they don't do anything after that <laughs> but making aspirations is all about making good that plan Yeah, making good that plan the fact that we are celebrating Vesak is because the Buddha make good his aspiration it started off way back several several aeons before back in a time where there were there was actually a different Buddha who was present for all all we know maybe we were around can you all remember anyone can anyone remember what you ate last Wednesday morning or afternoon so we can't we cannot even remember last Wednesday. Yeah. Can you remember the the meal we had at the uh tiger nest lake? No, no not tiger nest, lake tiger nest uh, temple. The tiger nest that in between that. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Very forgetful, yeah. But according to the the text, according to what the Buddha recounted to us, uh, it was way back in the time of Buddha Dipankara, Rantenfo. You so. I heard. I I I Papa, cheep. Cheep. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, when, when the Buddha, as a Bodhisattva, at that point in time, he saw uh, Buddha Dipankara, uh, he made an aspiration. Yeah. Uh, if I don't recall wrongly, he offered his hair over the floor for Buddha Dipankara to walk over. And then with that he made an aspiration uh, to become a Buddha yeah. and Buddha Dipankara, in turn uh, affirmed his aspiration and make the declaration that in due time this buddhisattva shall attain Buddhahood yeah. so uh, after that Uh, it is uh, after that that is crucial there's the after the aspiration and before the aspiration that today I want to share about Uh, the before the before the aspiration is uh, faith and confidence faith and confidence faith and confidence in what faith and confidence in the end goal the result You must have faith and confidence in the result before you would even uh, make an aspiration to achieve that but faith and confidence in what sense faith and confidence in the presence in the truth of such a result take for example uh, when we meditated earlier yeah do you Know why why you are meditating some of you yes yes I know some of you huh, you mean we meditated earlier <laughs> we just close our eyes and then yeah. uh, for uh, for many people today uh, people meditate for various reasons not everybody meditate for the same reasons yeah. some people meditate because Uh, They feel stressed at work. And then they hear their friends tell them about it. Some even hear it from their doctors who advise them to meditate. So they they decided to try it out. But not everybody would try out simply because they hear about it. Uh, What is the difference? The difference is that they have not developed faith for what is being described. Hmm. So how many kinds of faith are there? There are three kinds of faith described. (laughs) So, I think. Yeah. So the three types. Sing uh, So the first is faith in its existence. Yeah, that whatever is described does exist. The second is faith in the uh, merits of it. And here, merits uh, don't think too spiritually. Huh? Yeah, merits basically means value. Yeah, that something has value. I'm, I'm putting it in a way that it will make more sense to most of us. Yeah, because sometimes when you think marriage well, then you, you know, think complicated, and then oh, next life. Oh. Yeah. marriage basically means that. Yeah, that that something has merits it means something has value and the last of the faith is uh, actually very crucial as well seeing you and this is the difference between the first two and the last one the first two is about the external goal the first one uh, the third one is about ourselves. seeing you that we have the ability to achieve that goal. So if I were to use an example, meditation. Uh, Regardless of why we meditate, starting from a very worldly pursuit, let's say, oh, I'm stressed at work. A person is stressed at work, and then hears from a doctor, hears from a friend, oh, there's something called meditation. And when you meditate, uh, you do this do that do this do that and then your stress will be reduced yeah. so uh, in terms of the faith that I've described then it is faith that it is possible to have lesser stress and number two that meditation can give you that result yeah. the meditation really have that value can bring that value to your life. Now, as to why you would uh, have faith in that or believe that or not, uh, that's another thing. It could be because it's said by a doctor. It could be because your friend said it. And it is because maybe your friend looks very calm. Yeah, Or maybe because your friend used not to be very calm and then recently become very calm. And then you're like, hey, hey, tell me, tell me. What's your secret? You really want to know. Yeah, tell me, tell me. Sure, no. Hey, book up in you. friend, meditate. <coughs> oh, wow. So, uh, then after that, even after you hear that your friend can, you know, uh, describe that then as you hear about the description oh you must see it you know, cross-legged this and that then you're like ah then you may start you may either like that so easy I can or you may then wonder wow that seems sounds not so trivial I don't think I can sit quietly for a long time you know Yeah. and this part is before you even try yeah. For many people, before even trying something, we start to have question marks. We have doubt about it. And the only way to overcome that is uh, then maybe you hear from uh, this friend, you hear from another friend. If your friend was always calm, yeah, and you are worse off than him before, then just because your friend can do it, you may not have the confidence that you can do it. Then later this friend A tell you, Ayah, don't worry. Do you remember a sing or not? Asing, ah. Why what happened to him? Remember how he is worse than you? You know now every week you go meditation? No. Oh, really? Ah? Ah. Then when you hear from of other people's example, that those who are uh, usually not able to sit still know eh, they're able to sit Ah, then you have in in return you you wonder if he can do it why can't I do it Mm -hmm. then you may have confidence in yourself Ah, and after this three initial confidence then you may uh, make an aspiration that "Ah, maybe I would like to go and try aspiration is not as complicated as we may think you know uh, in Chinese we can say fa yuen. Yeah fa uh, Sometimes also known as to make a vow. So when we hear vow or aspiration, then we may think that oh there must be a ceremony, a very elaborate ritual, or then offer incense, then maybe kill a dog. No 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 don't kill <laughs> Buddhist, Buddhist aspiration don't need to kill dog or to kill pig or kill goat or, or cow or chicken no, don't, don't have to kill anything okay? if there's anything you need to kill uh, it's to kill your inertia yeah? it's to kill your laziness it's you, to kill your doubt yeah? that's what you need to kill yeah? other than that you don't have to kill anything and aspiration-making, you don't need to uh, go through a very elaborate process. Just thinking, ah, oh, maybe I want to try. That's making an aspiration already, you know? yeah. Even though at the start you never say, not more, yeah, n- nothing religious. You just think, ah, oh, maybe I want to try. Just this is an aspiration. Don't think little of this kind of thought. Ah, maybe I'll try. Mm. Because aspiration starts up in this way. Bit by bit, when you think, ah, it, when you even even without seeing it out, when you <clears throat> hear the description and you have enough confidence that you delight in it, wow. In the same way as now we are back from Bhutan. On the very last is it the last night we had the sharing? Yeah? yeah? And some of them shared about how uh, they have been wanting to go Bhutan. And the moment they hear that there's the Bhutan trip and it's led by Shifu <laughs> <laughs> Then immediately okay, go. So Uh, before we even say just the delight in the mind that's inclining already and all this is the build up and that's why sometimes I even tell students if you just say the words, for example our standard uh, dedication which is actually aspiration making Actually, every week you are making inspirations. <laughs> but <coughs> these four verses uh, for most people would have lesser impact than when you see a newspaper ad when you see a Facebook advertisement about a new product or a new getaway destination, when SQ come up with one-for-one special package to Paris, uh, when we see that and then our heart leap up, uh, that energy, I will tell you, for most people, I don't say all of you, uh, maybe all of you connect stronger with Yuan <laughs> Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Lao. Ask you, aya, who cares? Paris, who cares about that? Tokyo, Japan, Shinjuku, what? Aya, what is this? I want to go to Pure Land. <laughs> uh, Dong Dae Moon, what is Dong Dae Moon? Uh, Korea, aya, who cares about that? Yeah, maybe. But for many people, unlike you uh, when they see the, that small little advertisement on their phone, oh, that energy, that mental energy leaping out has much more power than when they recite Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan I say that it's more powerful. It doesn't mean that the Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan has no power. It's just that it's less powerful. <laughs> so, so that's why I had to make you all recite so many times. <laughs> hope, hope, only hoping that you accumulate 0.1, 0.1, 0.1. 0.1. <laughs> One day you reach 100%. Whereas for most people, when they see the advertisement, immediately 3,000% come out. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, immediately. <laughs> And why would anyone seeing advertisements have that kind of strong mental energy? Yeah, and it's basically because all the advertisements and uh, marketing and so on. Uh, it it has created that that delight, that interest, that confidence, that faith. Mm. Now, if you hear of some obscure place that no one has talked about yeah Timbuktu have you ever heard of Timbuktu or oh, actually some of you nowadays when I was in university back in the 90s and one of these uh, professors uh, Dr. Abdul Wahab he always talked about Timbuktu <laughs> at the point I'm like why is this place if someone tell you that you can go Timbuktu yeah for free would you go like go there for what yeah what if someone tell you that timbuktu is actually one of the city uh, quite an obscure city in london hey for free walk, then i can always just swing by to london you know other place ma Eh? but why would something like london l-o-n-d-o-n six left six letters why would that stir so much it's because of all the exposures we have had have had before and that's why the Buddhist practices uh, many times we call that rituals yeah or the puja it's actually not meant to be rituals is to familiarize ourselves with the path and the goal to describe to us to tell us about the merits yeah? you see the zhan it. All the time for the the praise the verses in praise of the Buddha yeah is to praise not just the Buddha but the outcome of those practices, so that as we hear about it and then we reflect on it, then we might have confidence that "Ah, oh, wow, that sounds pretty good, you know, <laughs> yeah, that sounds quite awesome. Maybe I'd like to try, and then from there ah. Uh, the confidence gives rise to delight and the delight gives rise to making an aspiration. And then the aspiration fuels and guides our effort and practice. I think last week I've mentioned and in the trip I've mentioned <laughs> Then our our, once we have reached the point where we make an aspiration, we must not stop there. With the aspiration, that guides our practice. What we do? After the Buddha let down his hair, and then, I mean, when he was a Buddhist at all, and then Buddha Tipankara walked over and, and after that affirmed his aspiration, what did the Buddha, back then as a Buddhist Sattva, what did he do after that? Did he go to the Buddha in waiting lounge? Yeah, you know, like you know those uh, frequent flyer lounge. You just go there and wait. Dun, 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 dun. Hi, Buddha, to be <laughs> this way, please. Yeah, and then just sit down there. And then, hey, what's your number? Three two seven six eight. Oh, my two four eight. <laughs> Coming soon. Yeah, no, no. after that that's the that's where the real work starts you know mm. all the Buddha, Buddhas their chief disciples the Bodhisattvas the Pachika Buddhas after they make the aspiration they start the real work the tough work much like initially when you all raise the interest to go to Bhutan then after that you all need to make some preparation when you all, when we when the participants saw that there's tiger nest well, some of them on, you know before the trip, they actually go and climb Bukitima Hill uh, they go and walk marichi walk a few more rounds then when they reach there, they realise, ah, uh, waste time <laughs> 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 tiger nest is <laughs> but, uh, but it shows something, you know uh, that there's that anticipation The preparation is in anticipation of the destination. In much the same way, when we make aspirations, uh, it doesn't just end with that aspiration. It is actually the start. Whereas we make a wish, every year, I'm sure many people make many wishes, we just make a wish, and okay, wait for it to come true. That's the difference. And then as we carry out move forward from there then repeatedly come back to our aspiration to check is our direction correct so in that sense the the aspiration is the what and the why Uh, the, the prior to that is the is mostly the why then it leads to the aspiration which is the what and the practice is the how Mm. so getting the why is very correct is very important why do you want to make such an aspiration which then leads to the okay what what does it get you and others Uh, and why is that important it's because if your aspiration is something significant it's probably not going to be easy so far I have not heard of anyone uh, have a significant goal that was easy that was convenient that was simple and so because it's not easy it's, it's not simple it's not trivial or convenient then along the way you may encounter a lot of challenges, a lot of difficulties. A lot of people who will tell you why it's, it's not going to happen, why it's a stupid idea. You know, all the great ideas start off as stupid ideas. Why? Because n- nobody else saw it. Yeah. And because they don't see it, so they think it's a stupid idea. Of course, sometimes it's re- our idea is really a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah. So how do you know, you know? Because what are the chance, right? You are the only one who have this brilliant idea and everybody else is stupid. <laughs> and blind. <laughs> and then you are the only one. How many of you feel lucky today? Yeah. Because if you think about it, the Buddha... The Buddha, when he, in his last life, yeah, the historical Buddha, when he left the palace, even, even before he started cultivation, cultivation, the fact that he left the palace, that was a crazy idea. To all the other princes and kings, they're like, I think he's lost it, man. <laughs> you, know, you can imagine, I mean, it's not inside the suttas. But I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud that you can imagine all the other princes, the other states. There are 16 states in the Buddha's time, yeah. Then King Bimbisara, when he heard that, like, huh? what happened to Siddhartha? It's like, huh? he lost it. <laughs> so you can imagine that for that first six years, everybody must be like, poor guy, man, couldn't take the stress. <laughs> Like, before he even ascended to the throne, he just, yep, he was the guy who couldn't take a stress, couldn't handle it, just went, went rogue. And that's why you, you see that in the Sutta, when he encountered some of them, uh, King Pasenadi, he was like, he didn't immediately, oh, oh Buddha, oh, you're amazing. He was like, so, you know, how's things going, you know? And when the Buddha declared that he has a awakening, awakening, the king was like, wow, that's a bold claim, you know? There are so many senior ascetics around, and none of them even dare to make such a claim. <laughs> you are black hair, young, and like... yeah. In many ways, the Buddha was seen as a maverick. Yeah. Because he he did something else that nobody else tried, nobody else even thought about. So sometimes when you come out, when you make an aspiration, some people have said that, oh, Sifu, I I don't think I can continue this, you know. Because after a while, then I feel I'm under all one out. None of my friends understand what I'm doing. They look at me like, "I, I. I don't even know how to start with them, to tell them what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. And I'm I'm not even talking about 就讓他嘛,你你別一直噓他,讓他自由。<laughs> <laughs> 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 Yeah, I've had students who tell me that, not just one, not just two, quite a few. Yeah. I mean, I myself, when I was in my twenties, uh, it was not easy. Yeah. When you meet up with your peers and then they all drink and then you're like cook. <laughs> when you go out with a girl and then uh, to her, to her to her friends' new pub. You know, and then his, uh, her, her friend who is the owner come over and say first drink on the house what would you like to drink and then you go like <laughs> coke and, and then her friend is like bourbon coke okay sure and I'm like no 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 coke coke <laughs> and then her friend look at me and then look at her friend and then my friend this girl from of law back then she was like (laughs) not going to get the second date anymore (laughs) so it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy and then best thing is then you know so she ordered something else I can't remember maybe Corona or something and then drink my cook In due time, you will know. <laughs> you see, the thing is that the whole setting is when we arrive at the pub, because we know, because she, not we, uh, she know the owner, so there was a long queue, and then there was this bouncer. When we arrived, the owner received us, well, like, it's like those Hollywood movies, that it's, like, it's okay, <laughs> go in, and then goes like, Cook. <laughs> and the best thing is, at about 10 plus, my mom called me. <laughs> Her mom didn't call her, her dad left her alone. Her, my mom called me. <laughs> what time is it now? I'm like, Mom! Oh gosh, you can't imagine. No, actually my mom didn't call me because I remember wrongly. Because I was still in uni, and so back then it was pager. My mom pitched me. And of course, if you're in your early 20s, and mom paged you, like, just switch off the pager, like, why can she do it to you, right? I mean, that was in the 90s. No handphone, nobody can track you down, you know, like, no GPS, whatever. But then, it's me we're talking about. If your mom paged you, jolly well call back. So, went to the, <laughs> went to the bar, counter. Like, can I borrow the phone? <laughs> Hello? Wow. <laughs> oh, this is like a... Uh, one of those stand-up joke, you know, that really happened. So yeah, not exactly the easiest thing, and and I'm not even aspiring at that point in time. I was not even aspiring to become a monk or become Buddha, though. No. Just being a lay Buddhist, yeah, simply because yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna observe five precepts, yeah. And then beyond that, there are, there are so many times other friends would invite me to join them to go to a pub and drink, like Coke. I became known as the Coke guy, and it's not that Coke; it's a Coke. Yeah, and and yes, you do get sidelined, because after a while, it's no fun. Everybody, <laughs> and then you're like. <laughs> you know, everybody mabu mabo, hi hi, everybody look pretty and handsome and then you're like <laughs> Yeah. Not much fun to have me around you know all awake. Yeah.
1: I don't really mind
0: going, honestly. But I don't hanker to go. Yeah. So if, if anybody back then, don't call me now. <laughs> I'm not going to <laughs> Yeah, but back then, when people call me, I'll go. Yeah, as much as I would pay that twelve twenty dollars coke. Yeah, so I had this group of uni friends. We meet like once a week after we started working, and they drink. They don't. One guy smoke, but he don't speak, smoke in front of us. He will finish all his puffing and then he will join us. The rest of them all smoke, all drink, and we will go to pubs. They will drink. I'll have my coke. And we split the bill, you know. And you see, the thing is that with with a drink, you know, you can drink quite a few glasses. Coke, like, I give you this, like, it's not the shot, like nobody drink Coke shot. <laughs> <laughs> one more Coke. It's one glass of Coke. It can last you for the whole night. Yeah, and most, you have two. Yeah. And then they have, and then after we split the bill. Yeah. But I don't mind. You know, it's for the company. But yeah, so, yes, it's not going to be easy. Oh, and then later I become a vegetarian as well. (laughs) And then they would go to uh, Marina Square, Marina South. You know Marina South, before they build up the place? There's there's a whole series of the steamboat. Yeah. And we'll go to a steamboat, and it's not a vegetarian steamboat, it's a normal steamboat. And I will make a beeline to the chubby hood. And I'll bring back one big plate of tab with one mountain. <laughs> yeah. and we will split a bit yeah. But we continued to hang out all the way until I left for uS <coughs> to join the monastery. So yeah, uh, even even back then. Just a simple wish to observe the precepts. Nothing big deal. Yeah, it's not gonna be easy. Yeah. Uh, but you 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 need to sort out the why first. Why you want to do this? Because the what and the how is usually not, not complicated. Yeah. But as long as you have not sorted out the why, why you want to do this? Then you always come back to know you, to trouble you. To make you question. Question yourself. Question the path. Question the practice. Question the teacher. Question even Buddha, maybe. Yeah. Middle of night, you down there. No, I didn't do this. Maybe you would do this. <laughs> <you> this, <laughs> But if you sort out the why first, know clearly why you are doing it. Then even when everybody around you disagree, yeah, you yeah, are okay doesn't mean that you must fight with them. In fact, the, the clearer you are about why you are doing it, the less likely you will fight with them. You won't see a point of fighting with them because you see clearly they don't know the why. Yeah, And you see clearly it's because they don't know the why that's why they fight with you over the how and the what. Yeah. And as long as you have sought that out, then every so-called hurdle, obstacle, obstruction, will just be another step forward. To those who have sorted out the why, they know clearly why they are doing it. Anything that comes along is just another step to to take. But if you have not sorted out the why, any any step that comes along for you to take will become a reason why you shouldn't do it. Too many times, and it's not just about spiritual path, even for worldly pursuits. Too many t- times I've attended committee meetings in different societies and organizations, and people stop stop short, not because of the why. it's never the why. They, they end up getting stuck at the how. Precisely because they haven't sorted the wine. But they don't realise that. And then they'll say, that, oh, it's too expensive. I don't have time. I'm too tired. It's too difficult. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I never heard of any mother who said I can't have kids. Why? Because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm talking about the delivery process. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? How many mothers, before you have kids, you know how to deliver a kid? You don't know. But you're going to figure it out. You're not going to say, I, I don't think we should have kids, Abi." But why? I've never had kids before, so I, I don't think I can do it. Like, of course you... Well, of course you never have kids before. Think about all the times where you, you discuss things with people and they say, cannot do how many times are they focusing on the how and the what and how many times have they given you why did not want to do it because many times they mix up the two many times you ask them why, why why don't we do it if they are describing about resources that's not why it's how anytime they talk about resource time ability and all oh, that is the how not the why so I've been sharing with different groups about this very simple question to ask yourself why versus the how because as I tell people if two person is I'm just giving this example because I'm assuming by statistics, most of you are not intending to become monks and nuns, okay? But in case if all of you are, then I'll change my example. But in the meantime, bear with me with the example. And it is, if two persons are so madly in love with each other, and they want to get married... So the reason why they get married should be because they love each other. They they, they can't imagine a life without each other. And I, I know it sounds very dramatic and idealistic, and but I I feel that if you're going to be in samsara, I'm going to like get yourself down in samsara. I'll myself do it more idealistically. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah then whatever comes along is, are just things for you to solve. Just imagine, I've, I've shared this many times in many classes. Imagine all the ladies, especially those who are married. Yeah? Those who are not married, if you have a boyfriend, or those who are currently single and very available for more retreats. <laughs> yeah, You can just think about it also. Imagine a guy come to you. And for guys, imagine yourself proposing to your wife again, and then you, you you say, "Will you please marry me?" And then your wife says, like "Why, why should I marry you?" Imagine if you just say, "Oh, um, because like Mandarin hotel, they're having this like <laughs> discount <laughs> like yeah, and it's going to expire like in August so <laughs> I thought like two months like we could sort this out and yeah. It's really cheap. Twenty-five percent discount, like. And then I got membership. And then ten percent. How many of you girls would marry would say yes? I think even if you, you actually intended to say yes, when you hear this kind of stupid reason you're like, Hell no. Please, huh? How many of you are not married yet? Raise your hand. Please promise me, guys, you'll never propose to a girl in this way. <laughs> and girls, never say yes to a guy who gives you this kind of stupid regret. Like, you're gonna marry a person over 20k. Like, but do you know how much 25% is? That's a good 20k. Really, I'm, my yes is worth a 20k. <laughs> But wait, you may say, but what if in that hypothetical situation where the couple are madly in love and they genuinely want each other, but then they don't have that 20K to get married, then surely they can't get married? Yes, and you would be right. If you don't have enough resources, indeed, there are some things you can't do, like throw a lavish dinner, then maybe, maybe you can throw a smaller dinner. Or maybe you can say, okay, we can save for the dinner. But have house, you know, you need a house, you need a place to stay. If you don't have enough money to get a house, it doesn't mean you don't want to get married. The decision to want to get married shouldn't hinge on whether you have money to buy a house. Do you see that, that link? And many times people get confused, you know. You don't have money to buy a house then is is that you you cannot buy a house you can save to buy a house later you don't have money to go to some country for a trip you save for that if you don't as I said if I offer you free to go to Timbuktu you won't go even if you don't want to go even if it's free but of course, there are some people who are oh free, I go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we learn in marketing, actually. In, in, yeah, that you can influence people' decision because sometimes we we, you know, this priority get mixed up. Yeah, you get enough discount, they just think oh yeah yeah yeah, I, I should just buy like this fifty percent discount. John Little, <laughs> yeah, look at where John Little is now. Where's John later now? Gone. Yeah, because it doesn't work in the long term. You can only get people to do that so many times, you know. Yeah. So why and how? Aspirations and wishes. Buddhism is a very unique religion in a way, strange, because we, while the Buddha knows very clearly that. Sentient beings want comfort, sentient beings want assurance, sentient beings want the easy way out, but he don't give us any of that. He don't give us simply what we wish for or desire to satisfy our whims and fancy. He don't don't just try to placate us, our emotions, but he tells us clearly as it is. That if you want liberation if you want to end suffering you, you need to do something with suffering he didn't come along and, and just give us empty promises or just tell us that you just make a wish and then it's gonna happen without your involvement no he don't say that and so even in some branches of Buddhism some schools of Buddhism where there is this concept of other power, tā li, thali, Even then, it is not totally devoid of our involvement. In no branches of Buddhism does it say, the Buddha or Bodhisattvas can just pluck us from samsara and, tong make us enlightened. For if it is possible, I'll tell you this, I'm not known for being compassionate, but even then, if I have this power, I will just, put krishna, tong. So ping Janice Tong Tong Just for good measure, all of you <laughs> one five, you know. And if I, with my limited compassion if at all, would be willing to do that. Surely the Buddha would do that. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that simply because that doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No one can just make you enlightened. So even the Thali in, in the Mahayana tradition, it doesn't say that you don't have to do anything and then the Buddha just... <coughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. So, two days from now, Day. Uh, <coughs> Uh, I want you all to, uh, after we do the, the dedication, um, or maybe before dedication, I want you all to just set it down, your mind, and ask yourself, ah, if there's one aspiration yeah, that you can make, that you like to make, uh, what would it be? Maybe not just one. Maybe you can make one for like your ultimate, ultimate. For now. Like maybe some of you, oh, you that's so inspired. Ultimate, oh, Buddhahood. Yeah. Then maybe you make one more. One more for this life. Like this life. Because statistically speaking, you, you it's not possible. Buddhahood, this life. Yeah. You can plant the seed, but not... You're not attaining Buddhahood in this life, yeah, because Buddha Dharma is still around, yeah. So technically, you, you can't, okay. Uh, Pachika Buddhahood, going to be tricky because you already know the Dharma, so you can't also. Because in your final birth, like, you, you you need to be born in a place where you don't hear the teachings, and then on your own attain Pachika Buddhahood. So technically, Buddhahood, Pachika Buddhahood in this life, not possible for you. Simply because you heard me <laughs> already. <laughs> Next best, arahanthood. Eh, not bad, not bad. <laughs> uh, but that's on the high side. So you can ask yourself, in this very life, what is your goal? Okay, the ultimate, and then this life. But this life is, you know, quite variable statistically speaking all the ladies you have up to 80 years old 85 uh, 85 they're about 84 85 statistically speaking sometimes maybe more sometimes maybe less guys you have about 80 to 82 years yeah so depending on how old you are you have number of years so the third aspiration I would encourage you to do is make an aspiration for this year as much as it's ready made and may is coming to an end ask yourself if there's something you want to accomplish by year-end what will it be hmm. and so I want to just share with you one last thing which is a very simple concept uh, I, I shared halfway yesterday I shared with the Thursday class because on Thursday Uh, I was having some reflection about what I have and what I need and then later on when I was meditating I reflected on it and I thought huh what exactly do I need and what are the things I want and I thought to myself if I were to ask myself the things I want are not really the things I need oftentimes the things I need are the things that I cannot live without yeah like I need air I need water I need food I don't need delicious food but I need food I want delicious food okay for me I don't Uh, maybe it's a (laughs) bit yeah delicious food belongs to wants food is a need water is a need coffee is a want okay i know a lot of you coffee is a need <laughs> so without coffee i'm a zombie <laughs> yeah so we have all kinds of material things yeah and you ask yourself what are the needs and what are the wants Because when I reflected on it, then I realized, oh, if I were to use this question, this this very simple question, to ask myself each time I think about something, each time I want to say something, each time I want to do something, each time I want to pursue something, then it is quite an easy barometer, you know, for me to just check. Because in all likelihood ones would be driven by greed, hatred and delusion. Whereas need is more of, well, you, you need it, you, you know, you don't really have a choice in it. Yeah. And I thought, huh, that if I were to apply that internally, then wow, it can be a, a very simple rule of thumb, a very simple it for me to be really acutely uh, aware of my own practice. Yeah. Because many times we, we sometimes get caught up with all the technical details, you know. Like, oh if I do this, is it against the precept? Does it help me in my my concentration? Yeah, but if you just ask this simple question. So that day after I I did the reflection, I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So I shared on Thursday with the class. And then yesterday, for the youth ITBW, I, I shared a bit, That's half of it. I wanted them to listen to the recording, then they started reading. So you, nobody could hear the recording. <laughs> yeah. So I thought perhaps this can be helpful. Because after you do the aspiration, then you've got to work on it. And perhaps this set of questions can help you. Yeah, uh, But you must be careful. Because the moment you start asking yourself this question, it's, it's almost like no turning back. Because it, it forces you to look at yourself. And then you start to realize, oh gosh. <laughs> For me, at least, it was quite liberating. Yeah? Because then you realize, oh gosh, wasting quite a bit of resources and time. You know, energy. Mainly, for me, is like, mental energy and you know, things that, ah. Yeah. Okay? So I'm going to give you a few minutes. Uh, you don't have to go into deep meditation or float up. Uh, just, just as you are. You can take a piece of paper or use your handphone and just think about it. Yeah. And uh, uh, maybe we can raise this. We're not really using it anyway. Uh, poor Buddha hiding behind the screen or covered by the screen. Some people ask me whether you know having the statue is is a necessity. Uh, yes and no. The Buddha attained enlightenment without a Buddha image. So, in principle, you don't need it. But for most people, it's a helpful focus. Yeah. So imagine, not not that this statue is the Buddha, but use that as an anchor to just guide you and ask yourself, if if you're, if you get to meet the Buddha, what kind of aspiration would you like to tell him? What kind of aspiration would be worthy if you had that one time in this life to meet the Buddha? What are you going to tell him? What aspirations would it be? <coughs> yes? Ultimate goal then this life and then this year I would strongly encourage you to write down your aspiration because we are forgetful Unless your aspiration is as simple as mine when I tell the Buddha, I wish that in future I have a chance to become a monk. Yeah, I forgot to get to be precise with the Buddha. I said in future. I forgot to add in life. <laughs> yeah. If you have any wishes, like some things that you just cannot overcome or what you can also tell the Buddha. Of course if it's to get iPhone ten, don't tell the Buddha. (laughs) It probably doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. But if you're if you are if you have some challenges or difficulties that is obstructing you from your spiritual practice. Yeah, I would strongly encourage you to to share with the Buddha. You'll be surprised. That uh <coughs> that thing. And of course, a word of caution, uh, those aspirations for this year or this life, try to make it more, you know, doable. Like after my second novice retreat, uh, while we were still there in catamaran Thailand, a bunch of us, we sat around and they all share, ask each other like, so what are the practices you want to do, you know? And what are your aspirations? And all of them, oh, I want to be Buddha, I want to be B- great Buddhist sattwa. One of them say, want to stay all the way, even after Tizang Oh, my time, when it was my turn, I was like, I just want to attain Arahanthood. Uh, and then they, they were all perplexed. Why I just want to be Arahant? I didn't want to attain Buddhahood. Yeah. And they, and they bugged me from 7 pm to eleven PM, <laughs> refused to let me sleep. <laughs> but what's even funnier is their second question which is, What are the practices we want to carry out? And all of them went, said, Oh, when they go back to Singapore, when they come back, they want to do this puja, that puja, recite Sing Kong Singh Lun Yin Singh, so whatever. When it's my turn, I told them What is our idea? <laughs> They're like how, how lack of ambition is this guy? <laughs> yeah I, I really don't have much big aspiration. Yeah for, for me at that point in time, that was something that I can I truly saw for myself that yeah I'm, yeah you don't need so much food so I'm not suggesting that y'all should go so low like me yeah, I'm sure y'all have greater aspiration than eating lesser uh, but then I, I made good of my aspiration my my wish to do that practice and I, I went down from 90 over kg to 70 over kg yeah but it was not about losing weight it was about restraint about self-discipline so uh, I hope all of you have written down I think you all were quite conscientiously writing Uh, some of you have asked me like Shifu shall shall we do Chuan Den light ceremony and so on well the Buddhist library is having the celebration on Tuesday so I strongly encourage y'all to come down and join them for the candlelight procession and then the Buddha bathing uh, I mean if you do it or you join on Tuesday no difference but just go and join them I mean here here yeah the uh, important thing is after that what you do yeah. are you going to bathe the Buddha every day but whether you, you carry out your aspiration every day. Okay? So with that, I want to wish all of you a uh, happy Vesak, and may all your aspirations be fulfilled. May your wishes come true. May you be blessed with good health, happiness, and progress in the spiritual path. Xiao now. 願得自費真明了